Hi, everyone, and thanks for coming back. Unfortunately, Cherie is off this week, so I am popping into your feed solo to give you the lowdown on Dave Filoni's new live-action Star Wars show, Ahsoka. Since this is just a review and the current show is still ongoing, I promise no spoilers, even if it's something that happened outside of the Ahsoka universe. I'm going to talk about where this show fits into the Star Wars universe and what things might make you like or dislike it. So let's get rolling. I'm your host, Audrey. So sit back, relax, and please don't silence your phone while I check your cinematic pulse. Okay, so Ahsoka takes place about nine years after Luke blows up the Death Star and about 28 years after the events of Order 66. Um, It's sometimes confusing, especially for people new to the expanded universe, to keep track of where things fall, especially as we have more and more stuff coming out that takes place at different times. This series follows Anakin's former Padawan Ahsoka and her own new Padawan Mandalorian Sabine Wren as they chase down a foe of Ahsoka's Morgan Elsbeth as she tries to reach a former elite Imperial officer, Grand Admiral Thrawn. That is the basis of the show Ahsoka. So for those of you who are listening and not super huge Star Wars fans, just want to give you a brief explanation of who this Ahsoka character is, because if you just watch the basic feature-length movies, you're not going to know her. Um, between Star Wars movies 2 and 3, so the ones with Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, um, sits the animated series The Clone Wars. Anakin achieved the rank of Jedi Knight in the second movie, and Jedi Knights can train Padawans. Um, The Clone Wars show is canon, um, and the Clone Wars event in the Star Wars universe is canon. Um, It was referenced way back in 1977 by Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first movie, Um, and Anakin and Obi-Wan did fight together in it. So during the Clone Wars, Anakin was assigned a Padawan who fought alongside him for most of the duration and was one of the few survivors of Order 66 where Palpatine ordered all of the Jedi to be killed by the clones they had commanded. So Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan. She's not in the movies, but she is in the show The Clone Wars and her character is canon in the Star Wars universe. So first impressions of this show. If The Mandalorian was a show for people who liked the Star Wars universe but weren't huge fans of all the extra material, Ahsoka is the absolute opposite of that. Ahsoka is the deep-cut tracks of the album. The Mandalorian draws on some prior knowledge of the Star Wars universe, but what it does draw on, it explains pretty effectively so viewers aren't left wondering too much about what's going on. Ahsoka, on the other hand, jumps right in. It does not explain who characters are, and it does not give background. This show draws heavily on knowledge of the animated show Star Wars Rebels and a little bit on the Clone Wars. Nearly all of the characters, except for Morgan Elsbeth, are from that expanded universe. So if you haven't seen any of the source material, you are going to be super lost watching this show. So you have one of two options. One, except that you're going to be super duper lost and just watch the show and then go back and watch the source material later. 
This is totally doable, by the way. I believe Disney Plus has a feature that streamlines the essential episodes of both The Clone Wars and Rebels. So you can totally do that. Or two, just don't even think about it and go back and watch the source material before you even attempt to watch Ahsoka. Since my husband and I are already working through watching The Clone Wars, this is actually what I recommended to him because I really wanted him to appreciate the events in Ahsoka for what they are. That being said, On first impressions, there was some stuff that even I was a little lost on. You find out in the very first episode, by the way, so these aren't really spoilers, that Ahsoka has formerly taken on Sabine as a Padawan, but Sabine didn't complete her training. This is super confusing to those of us who watched Rebels because we know that Sabine has exhibited zero force ability up to this point. So that was weird even for me. Also, the main villain thus far, Morgan Elsbeth, it turns out, is a Dathomirian witch. Uh, fans will know these from uh, the game Jedi Fallen Order and from the Clone Wars, and a little bit from Rebels, I think, too, which explains why um, Morgan Elsbeth is always wearing red. Live-action fans have never seen a Dathomirian witch up to this point, so this is new. Um, so that's cool for me. I felt like that was really cool, and it makes Morgan Elsbeth more of a formidable foe than before. But I will say one thing. My brother actually pointed this out to me. If she is a Dathomirian witch, and and she is, um, it's odd that she didn't use any of her magic to win her fight against Ahsoka in The Mandalorian. Um, the witches of Dathomir are very powerful. Um, so this feels either like an oversight, which I want to say is more likely, or I really think it was a choice made afterwards to give her character more depth. That when she was first introduced, they didn't know that she was going to be a Dathomirian witch. But I don't know. Just seems like an oversight to me. All that aside, I love most of the casting for this show. Primarily, I'm just excited to see all the characters from Rebels in live action. We got a cameo from Clancy Brown as Governor Ryder Rosati of Lafal. He voiced that same character in the show, so it's super cool to see him in the live action. I do like Diana Lee Inosanto as Morgan Elsbeth, so we'll just see whether or not they can do her character justice. I'm going to reserve judgment on that one. Mostly, I'm just pumped for Rosario Dawson as she gets to play Ahsoka. Rosario is a huge Star Wars fan, and I know from watching press releases, she was stoked to get to play Ahsoka. She plays um, a very subdued version of Ahsoka, which to me makes sense because this character has been through a lot. Um, For those of you who want to know a little bit of background on Ahsoka, the Jedi Order turned on her when someone tried to frame her. Um, They did not side with her. And she, after the whole events of that, she felt compelled to walk away from the Jedi. Not only that, her former master obviously was Anakin Skywalker. And I really think that just having someone you trusted with your life, especially someone that you went to war with side by side for years, have to have that person go like full on Lord Voldemort would probably make me a little subdued too. So hopefully this series will give Ahsoka some closure um, and a chance to maybe be a little bit more like herself and a little bit lighter. Regardless, I really love Rosario Dawson's portrayal of her. I've heard mixed reviews, but I have to say I'm a fan, especially because I know that the actress is a huge fan. 
The series also features Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing General Harrison Dula, again, another character from Rebels. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is married to Ewan McGregor, who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. So way to keep the nerddom in the family, guys. David Tennant is also reprising his role as the voice of Hu Yang, the 500-year-old droid that used to help Padawans build their lightsabers and train them during the days of the Republic. Um, He is also a character that we have only known from the Clone Wars. The only casting I'm not sure about yet is Natasha Lou Bordizo um, as Sabine and Ivana Sanko as Balin Skull's apprentice. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment on both of them just because they both portray very strong female characters that are very hard to translate into live action. Um, speaking of Balan Skull, I am very, very sad about the passing of Ray Stevenson. His character is super interesting to me as he seems like maybe some kind of anti-hero who has his own morals. And I'm really excited to see where they take that character. Um, I don't know who they are casting in his stead or if they're even going to continue with the character in the plot line. Um, but that was really heartbreaking for me because Balan Skull's super cool so far, even though he's not necessarily a good guy. Also, um, the coup de grace, Dave Filoni himself reprising his role as our favorite homicidal droid, uh, C-110P, or Chopper. Dave Filoni voiced Chopper in the animated series Star Wars Rebels, um, and this droid is bonkers. So I'm super excited to see him in the live action because Chop is crazy. Okay, so on to writing. Um, Major point, Dave Filoni wrote the show himself, by himself. Most shows will have, like, a few writers. They will either trade off writing episodes or co-write them or sometimes have, like, a writing supervisor. This was not the case with this show. As busy as this guy is, Dave Filoni is the only writer on this show. And for those of you who don't know, Dave Filoni is, like, the Star Wars nerd post-George Lucas. He has contributed more to the peripheral Star Wars universe than any other one person. That's not opinion. That is just fact. Um, He has also done a tremendous amount of work in quietly re-canonizing a lot of Star Wars stuff that got retconned and labeled Star Wars Legends, in quotation marks, in the Disney Lucasfilm acquisition. All that to say, I think this show will turn out to contribute something really significant to the Star Wars universe. Uh, Filoni being the singular writer on this show, especially centering around such a beloved character like Ahsoka, I really think that means that Dave Filoni has something really big planned for this storyline that he really wanted to make sure got told correctly. That being said, Dave Filoni is still human. For instance, Sam Witwer, who voices Darth Maul and several other characters, including a later version of Palpatine, um, Sam Witwer literally became a fixture of the animated Star Wars universe because he actually corrected Filoni during recording for an episode of The Clone Wars. And again, like I said, He's human, so I'm not a fan so far of a couple things in this show. Like I said, with Morgan Elizabeth being a cool villain, and I like that she's a witch, but if she really is a witch, her not using her magic before now seems kind of cheap. And to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Sabine in this. Sabine was a really strong character in Rebels, um, and in the show Ahsoka, she kind of just comes off as like a moody teenager who wants to do things her own way, even though she's like almost like 30 in this. If I'm doing my mouth right, I think she's probably like 28. While, so while I can kind of understand 
Ahsoka after all of her dealings with the Jedi and the Force wanting to maybe train someone who has zero Force ability whatsoever. Like, I think that's a potentially really cool writing point. Um, it still left me, even as a big fan, kind of completely bewildered as to what was going on with her character storyline. I felt like I was missing something because that kind of pairing has literally never, ever been done before. And I just, I feel like they didn't spend enough time on it for me to be completely convinced by it. I was just confused the whole time. So that's all I have to say about writing. I am excited for the overall plot of this. I feel like Dave Filoni has something really, really big up his sleeve and I'm excited to see what it is. Um, on to music. Kevin Kiner is back as the composer for this series. I love the theme for this show. It's so different from what we've heard from him and from other Star Wars stuff up to this point. He did Clone Wars. He did Star Wars Rebels. He did the other show, The Bad Batch, which I also love. Highly recommend The Bad Batch. Um, that takes place immediately after Order 66. Um, and those characters are introduced in the final season of The Clone Wars. So if you haven't watched The Bad Batch, it's super fun. Definitely watch it. Uh, we also get to see um, some young characters that we know later on in that as well. So Super cool. Highly recommend. All of those soundtracks do sound very John Williams-y. Um, Kevin Kiner, he's really mastered that John Williams sound of that brassy and chaotic. Um, but the theme for Ahsoka is very different. It's very tribal, which is appropriate given the people group she comes from. She's a Togruta, and they're uh, people group is very different. I feel like the music that he chose for this represents her species very well. Um, this theme is subdued, but it's definitely on heavy rotation for me. I still absolutely love it. Um, the rest of the music in the show, however, is still very perfectly Star Wars-y. Um, Kevin Kiner brought in that iconic John Williams sound for the rest of this soundtrack. Um, on to production. Normally, I would need Cherie here for a decent discussion about production. So, Cherie, we miss you. Um, I always forget to pay attention to a lot of those details. <laughs> um, I did notice a lot of practical set design in this one, um, not just green screen or like laser screens, which has become kind of a standard, which if you don't know what I mean by laser screens, um, the, the best way I can describe it is it's like a super duper high tech projector that they will do to literally project different backdrops onto a stationary set to make it look much bigger and more detailed than it actually is and without getting some of the um cgi drawbacks that you get from just doing like green or blue screen um and it is high tech and it looks so good and so convincing um and while they definitely did use some of that, they also still used a lot of practical sets in this show, which I thought was a really nice touch. Um, as far as costuming goes, I have seen some stuff online that people are a little mad that Ahsoka's headtails should be longer. To explain, as I said, Ahsoka is a Togruta and their headtails don't stop growing as they age. Um, for reference, there is a background Jedi character in the movie Attack of the Clones and uh, one of the clone instructors in the Clone Wars that is the same species as Ahsoka and her headtails go like past her waist. And she is most likely Ahsoka's age-ish. So for those of you who are wondering, yes, I'm talking about Master Shakti. Um, however, however... Given the amount of fight sequences Rosario Dawson does, I 
I can imagine that having them be any longer would probably be cumbersome while trying to move around. So I'm totally willing to forgive it in the name of character and actor awesomeness because she does a lot of super cool fight sequences and I feel like it would just be impractical. I think I've droned on long enough. Um, if you're interested, all of my notes are going to be available on our Patreon, so please head over there if you want to take a look at them. To sum up what I talked about today, um, watch Ahsoka at your own peril. It's awesome, for sure. And if you like Ahsoka's character, you will definitely have fun appreciating how awesome she is in this show. Um, but this show is definitely heavy on the external lore, so be prepared to be lost or just message me all of your questions so I can give you the Cliff Notes version. That would make me so happy. Please watch Ahsoka and then just text me and go, hey, Audrey, please explain this to me. Um, next week, Cherie will be back for our regularly scheduled episode as next Tuesday is my 30th birthday. Cherie, if you edit this, please insert, like, party noises. <laughs> Um, I get to pick the movie, so we are going to be doing Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, because not only is September 19th my birthday, it is also National Talk Like a Pirate Day, so uh, you are all cordially invited to my podcast birthday party. Now, go watch Star Wars, you nerds. Roll credits. Cinematic Pulse is edited and produced by Cherie Jackson. The episodes and theme are written and performed by yours truly. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and you can find Cinematic Pulse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please consider supporting us by becoming a member of our Patreon for the low price of a fancy cup of coffee. And like, a grande, not even a venti. Thank you so much for listening, because I just checked your Cinematic Pulse.